Thank you, Greg. I am uh, honored to be here, excited to be here at SEC Media Days on day one. Uh, for someone that has grown up around this league, has always enjoyed watching this on television each and every summer as an assistant, coaches, assistant coach at other places, uh, to be here today representing the University of South Carolina. I'm very honored, very grateful, and frankly, really, really cool uh, to be up here in front of all of you and representing our program today. Uh, glad to be the second person in my family to be part of SEC Media Days. My wife, Emily, went to school at Mississippi State. I uh, just saw Larry Templeton out in the, out in the lobby. Uh, she worked for Mike Nemeth in media relations. So she's actually been here, was in this room as one of the persons back in the day that would pass the micro microphone around uh, for reporters to ask questions. So she's been here and was a part of it. So now I'm the second, second Beamer uh, to be up here as well. I'm excited to be back in the SEC after three years gone. This is my 13th year uh, as an assistant coach, now head coach, being in this conference. And there is no conference in America like this league. Uh, I've been a part of multiple leagues and the passion, the intensity, 365 days a year, the way this, the way this league is covered, uh, there's nothing like it. I couldn't be more excited about being back here. I've told Greg before when I was in Oklahoma working as an assistant coach, I had a TV in my office and most days that TV in my office was on the SEC network and watching Paul Feinbaum and watching Peter Burns and Alyssa Lang and people like that. So certainly work, was working to get my job done in Oklahoma, but definitely always had an eye on this league as well. want to thank Greg Sankey for his leadership. Uh, he's someone he mentioned, to, mentioned it in the uh, introduction, but someone that I've had a lot of respect for for a long, long, long time. Being back in this conference now as a head football coach, that respect for him has only grown in the seven months since I've been back in this league. Being a part of Zoom calls with him, with the other head coaches, and following following his leadership, uh, fortunate for his leadership last summer and allowing us to have a college football season and the way the, the path that he led throughout the uh, country along with some other commissioners to allow us to play. So certainly thankful for his leadership. Appreciate you guys and the job that all of you do uh, in covering our sport. Hope all of you are having an awesome summer and uh, really appreciate you being a part of this today. Excited about the two young men that I have here with me today, Nick Muse and Kingsley, JJ, Inagbre, I've been working with him on the pronunciation of that one as well. So two guys that are very excited about those two guys, really appreciate their leadership in our program since the day that I got hired. Two young men that did not have to come back for another season, had opportunities to leave South Carolina and uh, continue, to continue their playing career at the professional level, chose to come back, chose to come back for the right reasons, and have been fantastic leaders for us uh, since that day. Uh, Nick won our most outstanding offensive player during spring practice. Uh, Kingsley won the most outstanding defensive player during spring practice. So they're leading our guys on and off the field. They're both having fantastic summers. They're tough. They're talented. They're gritty. They're competitive. And both of them have great futures ahead of them in football. They're just two of the guys that are doing a great job for us academically uh, in our football program. Kingsley and Nick have both graduated, along with 18 other, excuse me, 18 other guys on our team that have graduated as well. 12 more we have, we'll have that will graduate in December as well at the end of our season. So doing a great job academically. 22 of our guys made the dean's list this past semester. One young man made the president's list. We currently have the second highest graduation success rate in the SEC. So really proud of what our guys are doing off the field at South Carolina and really proud of what they're doing on the field. Uh, I know every head coach is going to talk about his team and how excited he is about them. I'm no exception. Uh, our guys have bought in and they've done everything that we've asked them to do since I, since I got hired. 
in December uh, and really fired up about what they're getting done right now. Offensively, we returned seven starters. We've got a lot to prove. There's a lot of question marks about our offense. There's no doubt about it. I'm excited about the scheme we've put together, being able to marry some of the things that I did at Oklahoma and other places that I've been, along with what Marcus Satterfield, our offensive coordinator, and our offensive staff have done at other places that they've been as well. We've got good young talent at the quarterback position, but that's what it is. It's young. Uh, Luke Doty's the most experienced guy that we have. We named him our starter coming out of spring practice. He's a guy that's been in our program for a year. Uh, around him, we have a true freshman. Uh, we have an older young man in Connor Jordan that's a, that uh, walked onto our program and is doing a great job. Colton Gauthier is a true freshman, and then Jason Brown that transferred in. So good young talent, but, but inexperienced. Our running back position is a great position of strength for us. Obviously, we all know what Kevin Harris did uh, at South Carolina last season and the season that he had. He's excited to build up on that and to have an even better 2021 season to lead the SEC in rushing yards per game and to go over 1,000 yards on a team that didn't have the success that they wanted on the field uh, to me is remarkable and just a testament to the workhorse that Kevin is. Marshawn Lloyd, who we have high hopes for, is uh, fully healed and uh, doing a great job in his rehab and is back to full strength. Excited to watch him. If you watched our spring game, you saw as a Quandre White, uh, he capped off a great spring practice with a great spring game, fired up about what he can do. Our offensive line has great experience, and guys like Dylan Wanham, Javon Gwynn, and Eric Douglas uh, returning. Those guys have played a lot of snaps for us, and that's a group that's deep and, uh, and talented. Uh, Ja'Kai Moore is another young man that started there uh, in the past also. Our wide receiver position, and there's a lot, a lot that has been made of the wide receiver position. It's deep. All right, but it's very unproven, and uh, those guys certainly are motivated to show what they can do. We've got a lot of guys at that position. We need some guys to step up as well, and they're off to a great start. Carry on, Joiner had a fantastic spring for us. He won an award that we voted on as coaches after spring practice for offense and special teams, being a fantastic leader for us. Jalen Brooks and Josh Van are two other wide receivers that won awards for us in spring practice also. Tight end position, that's a position that's near and dear to me, something that I've coached for the last five years uh, in my career. We are always going to utilize the tight end. Every donor or booster club event that I go to, that's the one question I get asked. Are you going to throw the tight end? We are going to throw to the tight end. We want the premier tight ends in America, and that's the way that we're recruiting right now as well to go get those guys as well. We've utilized those guys in the past when I've been at Oklahoma, and we will continue to. One of those tight ends is here today in Nick Muse, a fantastic young or older player for us, and then Jaheim Bell is another one that we have high hopes for as well. But that position will always be a key part of our offense at South Carolina. Excited about our defense and what Clayton White, our defensive coordinator, is putting together. We want to be in a, be a scheme that's attacking uh, first and foremost, and that's what we're doing. Uh, my dad used to always say in coaching, if you're good on the line of scrimmage and you're good in the kicking game, you got a chance to be successful. And I feel that we are. We're certainly good on the offensive line. We are deep and we are talented at defensive line. When you talk about Kingsley, who's here today, you talk about another young man like Zach Pickens. There's not a lot of positions at, at South Carolina that I was familiar with personnel-wise when I got hired. The defensive line was one of them because we recruited a bunch of those guys when I was at Georgia and didn't get them. And I was, uh, we recruited a bunch of them when I was at Oklahoma. Upset that we didn't get them then, but I'm glad we didn't because uh, they're with us now and excited about what they're going to be uh, getting done. In this league, you better be able to stop the run, and it starts up front. We've added some talented freshmen to that group. We've added some talented transfers to that group. And looking forward to watching those guys start. Uh, great competition at the linebacker spot. Sherrod Green's a young man that's played a lot of snaps for us. 
Uh, but he's in a fierce competition with a lot of other young players at that position. That's another position that uh, we're eager to see how that shakes out in August. And then same thing with the defensive back position. For those of you that follow our program closely, you know that our defensive back position was hit really, really hard uh, after the season, whether it be two young men that decided to uh, continue their careers in the NFL, which we're happy for, and then some guys that decided that they just wanted to uh, enter the transfer portal and uh, start fresh somewhere else. So that was a position uh, that was really hit hard that we knew we needed to replace. And we started on that day one, and we've continued into the summer. We've got five guys new to the defensive back position that weren't even there during spring practice that we've added since the end of spring practice. Looking forward to getting out there and watching those guys compete in the fall. Then we talked about special teams. I've been involved in special teams anywhere that I've ever coached. Obviously, that was uh, how my dad uh, uh, that was his bread and butter, butter, and we certainly want to be dominant on special teams as well. We report, return the core of our unit with Parker White at kicker, Kai Kroger at punter. Uh, our snappers return. Excited about those guys. And then uh, some really good candidates candidates uh, for the return position as well. And Josh Van, Amarian Brown, Rico Powers, to carry on Joyner, and Jalen Brooks. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Recruiting-wise, things are going great for us right now. I know a lot of you follow us closely from a recruiting standpoint. I don't think things could have gone any better for us in the month of June from a recruiting standpoint. We had prospects on campus 26 of 27 possible days. The only days that we didn't have prospects on campus was Father's Day. Uh, they may have come that day. I don't know. I was out of town. I just said we need to get the heck out of town and have one day. So I went to Charleston for the day. But it was great to be able to have prospects visit our campus, see our facility, and see the people, more importantly, that we have at South Carolina. I had a mom sit in my office and tell me, Coach, the best thing about this visit is you guys are the exact same people in person that you are on Zoom. And I said, what do you mean by that? She said, well, we've done so many of these virtual visits that they act one way on the, on the computer, and then you get around them for a weekend, and they're completely different, and that's not the way you guys are. We've had 12 commits since June 1st, and we're not slowing down anytime soon. I said in my press conference back in December that I didn't feel like there was anything at South Carolina that we lacked to be a championship program, that we had everything that we needed. I am even more convinced of that now after being there for seven months. We have awesome academics. We talked about it, what our guys are doing off the field as well. We do have an elite academic program, the number one university in America, a public university for first year experience, the nation's best public university, honors college, 300 undergraduate degree programs. Love what our guys are doing from an academic standpoint. We've got the best fan base in the nation, loud, passionate. I've been to Gamecock Club events throughout the state of South Carolina since I got started. I've got four more next week. We've got sold out events. The excitement that they have has only increased since I left South Carolina back in 2011. Can't wait to get out in front of Williams-Brice Stadium, in front of those guys here in September to start to sing up. Our facilities, the way that those have improved since I left in 2011, we've got as good of facilities in the country. Our long football operations center is unbelievable. Our indoor football facility, the city of Columbia, so much to offer our guys from a facility standpoint. Our coaching staff, that's another reason I say this. It took some time, but I feel like it came together perfectly. Perfectly. And I had a mom, we'll talk about official visits again. I had a mom in my office on an official visit 
tell me that she has no doubt. She said, I can't believe you guys have only been together for seven months because you get along so well and you complement each other so well. And I said, that's the way we're going to be. We're real. We're genuine. We're honest. We're honest. And what you see is what you get with us. We've got a level of success at South Carolina with other sports that have won championships. So they've shown that it can be done to win a baseball national championship with Coach Ray Tanner, our athletic director, to win a women's basketball national championship with Don Staley. Our men's basketball team went to the Final Four. Our women's soccer team played in the College Cup. I've got Hall of Fame coaches at the University of South Carolina to learn from and certainly have taken advantage of that as often as I can. Excited about our administration and the support that they've given me. Our new president, President Harris Pastides, being back, Ray Tanner, Chance Miller, our deputy athletic director, and the changes at South Carolina that they've implemented in the last 10 years to give us a chance to be successful. All these Gamecock Club events that I go to, any interview that I do, anywhere that I go in public, everyone tells me that there's never been more excitement about South Carolina football than there is right now. And I'm with them. I've never been more excited about a football season. I've never been more excited about the future of a program than what I am right now. We've got great people in this program. I've absolutely, there have been bumps in the road, but I've loved every second of being the head football coach at the University of South Carolina since the day that I got hired. My wife and I bought a house. We haven't moved into it yet. We're renovating it. We're still living in a condo about 100 yards from my office. So about all I do is wake up early each morning and go into that facility, and I can't wait to get to work each day and move this program forward and try and make this program better. There have been some great days in Columbia, South Carolina, some great days for South Carolina football, but I am 100% convinced that the best days of South Carolina football are right in front of us, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Couldn't be more excited about being the head football coach at South Carolina. And with that, I'll be glad to answer any questions you guys have. Thanks. All right, thank you, Coach Beamer. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a microphone to you. AJ, Riley, and Savannah have microphones. Uh, so we're going to uh, start right over here on the left-hand side in the fourth row. Shane, Michael Katz from the uh, Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. Um, obviously, with your father being who he is, uh, I'm curious, have you found yourself trying to get out of his shadow or is it something that you've embraced and you're proud to be a part of, of the, uh, of a lineage of those sorts of accomplishments? No, certainly, uh, very, very proud of that. Uh, ever since I got into coaching or really you go back to when I was playing high school football, uh, growing up in Blacksburg, Virginia, there were certainly kids that I played with that said, the only reason you're the starting whatever on the football team or baseball team is because your dad's the head football coach at Virginia tech. And then when I got into coaching whether it's right or wrong, I've always tried to, keep that chip on my shoulder or edge about myself to, to prove myself for sure. Certainly, I'm very proud of that, but I got into coaching in, in 2000 as a graduate assistant at Georgia Tech with George O'Leary, and that part of that was wanting to get out on my own and make my own name and not just go work for my dad as a graduate assistant and, and not be Shane Beamer, but to be Frank's son. It was important for me to go out and be, be, uh, develop my own reputation and contacts and did that. and was Thankful to be a part of some fantastic programs uh, during that time of places that I coached and went back and worked for him and very, very proud of him. I've learned a lot from him. From him. I still rely on him a lot you know, now for advice and, and things like that as well. And I know he's excited about me being in this position and, and uh, excited to be around Columbia quite a bit also. Coach, we'll go down here front left. Bob? Uh, hey, hey, uh, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Is that how you doing? Doing well. Um, you mentioned Kevin Harris. Um, I, I assume you watched a lot of film on him. What do you think made him such a productive back in the SEC? And what do you expect? What kind of uh, improvement do you expect him to make this season? 
Yeah, uh, Kevin's very tough, very uh, physical. I mean, he's one. He's a guy that it's hard for one person to bring them down. And uh, he's a downhill runner that's really worked to improve his game, uh, not just carrying the football, running routes, pass protection, all that stuff. We hired a running backs coach in Montario Hardesty who played the position at a high level uh, here in the SEC and in the NFL. And Coach Hardesty's done a great job uh, with Kevin and, and all of our backs as well, bringing those guys along. And I think that's the biggest thing for Kevin is just uh, continuing to build up his strength and, and getting healthy, uh, increasing that durability uh, to be a running back in this league. And then we've got to be able to help him as well. I mean, I hope he has the year that he had last year, but I hope we also have some other running backs that do that as well uh, to help him lessen the load also. Coach, we're going to go in the center section along this right aisle, right, right in the center. Hey, Coach, uh, Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports. Um, what defines year one success for you, and what's your plan on getting the Gamecocks back to national relevance? Yeah, um, you know, I was watching Peter Burns and Chris Doring this morning, and they were doing their top five cliches, and this is probably going to be number six if it didn't make the top five, and that's just to be the very best team that we can be, you know, at the end of the season. And I know it's cliche, but it's true. I mean, we're right now trying to do the very best that we can do right here on Monday. Uh, back in Columbia, our guys that worked out this morning and, and us as coaches and players that are here today, and let's move this program forward today, and let's just try and get a little bit better each and every week and see the very best that we can be. Uh, at the end of the season and, and, and put, you know, take our head out of the water and see where we are at that point. And hopefully, you know, we're the very best that we can be and we've reached our potential for sure. And then the plan, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about something that hasn't been done before at South Carolina. In the last 10 years, or my last year at South Carolina, we, we played for the SEC championship. We beat Alabama when they were number one in the country at Williams-Brice Stadium. We beat Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, and our in-state rival all in the same season. Uh, it, within the last 10 years, we've been in the midst of uh, consecutive 11-win seasons. Within the last 10 years, we were in the midst of beating our in-state rival five years in a row. So this, we're not talking about something that was done 40 years ago. It was most recently done here at South Carolina, and we're not far away from getting back and doing that again. And that's our plan, to not just – get back to that point, but to be even better than we've ever been. That's what we're working towards every day. Coach, we'll go all the way to the back left, Cecil. Um, welcome, Coach. Cecil Hurt from the Tuscaloosa News. And I'm going to have a two-parter because I want to follow up because your father was was asked about. And um, I was just curious if he ever, um, obviously in his, his great career at Virginia Tech, but um, did he ever consider the SEC and particularly Alabama at one time? He did. Good question. Um, no, he did. I can remember a couple times that the Alabama job came open, uh, Alabama reaching out to him at Virginia Tech uh, for sure. You talk about the SEC. My dad got his start in coaching at the Citadel down in Charleston, South Carolina. So he saw up close and personal what the potential of the South Carolina football program was and is and I can remember all those years growing up he always used to talk about South Carolina as a job that he thought had unlimited potential and had every resource you needed to be successful I can remember Mike McGee the previous athletic director at South Carolina sitting in our living room in Blacksburg Virginia interviewing my dad uh, when he hired Lou Holtz and uh, things worked out well for South Carolina certainly things worked out well for Virginia Tech because right after that was when uh, Michael Vitt came to town and we played for the national championship, but certainly he uh, he considered this league and has great respect for it, like I do. And also um, in the transition, and I'm sure you you have some incoming players that you're excited about, but did you feel like you you lost a year of recruiting in the transition in some ways? Uh, 
Not really. I've never thought that. Uh, you know, I got hired. It's with the early signing period for any new coach coming in. It's uh, it's going to be tough because I got hired, and I think a week and a half later was when signing day was. Now, at that time, there were very few young men that were committed to the South Carolina football program. All of those guys stayed committed, but because we had such a, a low number, it really allowed me to jump in as a staff, uh, jump in as a head coach, hire a staff, figure out what our schemes are going to be, figure out what we have from a personnel standpoint, and then utilize the month of January and then every month since then uh, to add to this roster and increase it. So certainly would I have liked to have been the head coach and had a lot more time before the December signing period? Yes, but so many of those guys, they, were, they made decisions before I even got hired, but I really like what we've done to the roster since I got hired. When I got hired that first week of December, our roster now is, is so much better than what it was now. And I don't mean that as a negative. I mean that we've added a lot of great pieces to the transfer portal and through high school recruiting as well. And uh, as we all know, there's a lot of young men that fall through the cracks in that early signing period. And we were able to uh, uh, identify a lot of those guys and go find them and recruit them and sign them in January. Coach, we're going to go over here to our right-hand side. And four rows back. Hey, Shane, Adam Luck at Kentucky Sports Radio. You mentioned the tight ends. Um, it's seeming like in the league it's becoming a trend offensive coordinator-wise. I know you went and got Marcus Satterfield from the Panthers. Kentucky hired a guy from the Rams. Saban's done it a couple times. LSU's done it a few times. Why do you think that is? And do you kind of see the league transition into more 12 personnel um, to kind of take advantage of what defenses are doing nowadays? Yeah, you know, I think uh, – each coach is different in who he wants to hire and bring into the program. Certainly, I hired Marcus. He had NFL experience, which was a really appealing. They had been a part of the offense that LSU ran in 2019 because uh, that's what they were running with the Carolina Panthers last season. But more importantly than that, I know what kind of coach Marcus Satterfield is. We were graduate assistants together, and it helped that he was with the Panthers last season, but he's someone that for years, if I knew if I ever got an opportunity to be a head coach, he's someone that I wanted to try and get on my staff at, at some point. And, and then in regards to personnel, I know me personally, we always want to be a t an offense that has the flexibility and the multiplicity to uh, whatever the strength of our offense is personnel-wise, let's have a system that's flexible enough to adapt to that. And if it's two tight ends and, and three running backs are the best players we have on offense, then let's go. If it's four wide receivers and a tight end, then let's go. If it's a running back and, and four tight ends, whatever it may be, we want to be able to adjust to it. And that was a great lesson I learned from Lincoln Riley uh, at Oklahoma. Our, our offense at 2000, in 2018 out in Norman with Kyler Murray and CeeDee Lamb and Hollywood Brown was a lot different than what it was in 2019 with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. And then it was different in 2020 with Spencer. And we were, if you talk about, you talk about 12 personnel and, and two tight ends on the field, my first year at Oklahoma, we very rarely were, had two tight ends on the field. Whereas the last couple of years, that's about all we did. Uh, you know, so whatever the strength of our offense is, we want to get those guys on the field. I feel like we've got uh, assets there with Nick Muse, and I mentioned Jaheim Bell earlier, and, and uh, a lot of other guys in that tight end room as well that we want to uh, get the ball to. We're going to stay in that same section uh, a little bit further back. Over to the right, Coach. Hey, Coach. Travis Brown of the Bryan College Station Eagle. With uh, Texas A&M being uh, cross division rival or cross division game yearly curious your thoughts on that series did you know there was a trophy involved and uh what uh your, your thoughts on the a&m as a program uh great respect for the program i um i was a graduate assistant at tennessee back in 2002 or three working for john chavis and, and philip former and we actually went out to visit 
Texas A&M one off season. And that was my first time ever to College Station. And then when I was recruiting or coaching at Oklahoma, I was on a recruiting trip to College Station about two or three years ago and, and drove through and was just blown away uh, by what had been done there from a facility standpoint. And, and uh, great respect for their program, great respect for Coach Fisher, uh, a, a passionate fan base just like ours as well. And, and being in that part of the country, coaching at Oklahoma, I know a lot about Texas football, obviously, from being a part of that. And love the, uh, love the matchup. Obviously, it will be a huge challenge for us. They're a really talented team. We're one of the best teams in the country last year. I'm sure they will be again uh, this year and have a lot of friends in that program. And, and I'm, uh, I'm eager for my first trip to a game uh, in College Station this year. And we'll take one final one from Ivan right here on the left side. Hey, Shane, Ivan Mazel on 3.com. Uh, you might be the only first-year coach I would ask this of, but uh, the role of a coach now, and you talked about building a roster because of – the portal and, and, and all the things you can do now. How much of it is evolving from hand me your son and I'll give you back a man to becoming more of a general manager? And, it, and, if, and if that's the case, is that a bad thing? No, that's a great, uh, great question. I don't want to ever get away from hand me your son and we'll help develop him on and off the field to, to leave here with a degree from South Carolina and a better young man than what you gave him to. But certainly there's – College athletics is different, but I'm an old school guy at heart and, and love the college game and what it's about. I love the fact that you can get a 17, 18 year old, year old young, man, young man in your program and then four years later watch him graduate or, uh, or in addition to now I'm getting calls to uh, go to their weddings and they just had babies and things like that. And I got into this business because of the players. I love kids. I love coaching uh, these young men that I coach and, and uh, I'll never – you know, waver from that for sure. But certainly it's a different time now with everything that's going on throughout uh, college athletics as well. And, but I think that's regardless of now or five years ago, in a lot of ways, that's the chair that you're in. I've learned now being in this chair as a head coach, there's, uh, I feel like there was about six weeks when I first got hired where I didn't do anything like football related. It was everything else that comes along with being a head coach. So it's, it's, uh, that's part of it. The CEO general manager uh, aspect of the job, but um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's always about the young men in our program and, and always will be. And, and I couldn't be more fired up about the group of guys that we have in Columbia. Coach Beamer, thank you for your time. Thank you, guys and ladies. Enjoy the rest of your week. Good to have you here on day one while you guys are fresh. And if we can ever do anything for you in Columbia, please let me know. And thanks for all you do. Take care.